Welcome to the Gaming Trend Podcast, the official podcast of GamingTrend.com. My name is Anthony Shelton, and we got David Burdett. Hello there. And Noah Rigsby. They still can't get rid of me, so I'm, I'm still here. Hey. In this podcast, we usually talk about the biggest games of the week, games in our backlog we should have played a long time ago, and what you need to play, but this is the last podcast of the year i need i need like sad sounds in the background when i edit this but yeah this is the last one of the year so we're going to talk about the game awards every all, all things game awards trailers awards and then we're going to talk about the hour hour in this panel of co-hosts top five games of 2022 so i am looking forward to that conversation because i have no idea what your guys's uh games are and i i imagine one of them from david will frustrate me but that's all right we're that that's the fun part of this whole thing so i'm with sorry that said, crossfire x is the top game of the year hey man you know if it's in your top five I, that, I might, that might that I didn't might play, i didn't play any games this year oh my gosh yeah it got there by default <laughs> so last week you didn't hear last week because i didn't upload last week so basically so you guys know this is this crazy what technology can do to you so probably three months ago and i'm explaining why the episode didn't come up last week which was our predictions podcast so i'm gonna upload it so you'll get the bonus. You'll have the predictions before this, and then you get to have everything in context with this episode. So a couple of months ago, I changed the email address on my Microsoft account. Okay? No big deal. Happens with Xbox. You know, so everything was squared away. So I went to factory reset my computer because I was having performance issues and I was doing everything I could to fix them. And it was an Overwatch and Back for Blood. And I was trying to do an impressions video and write up for that. And I couldn't record anything because I kept getting frame stutters all the time. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to factory reset. I've done this a billion times. I've done it with my laptops. I've done it with this desktop before. So I was like, okay, no big deal. So I factory reset it. And when I go to log in, I can't. It's like I get this error that it can't read my login anymore, but it still allows me to. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I will do a full clean wipe because I just did the, the, the factory reset where you still keep like some of your settings and things like that, but it's supposed to wipe your account and all that. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just wipe the whole disc. Like it's fine. I already carried everything over. I'm good. It's on a hard drive. I'm, I'm safe. I do that, and my old profile is still there, so I can't log in. I'm like, why? I should be seeing the, hey, welcome to Windows. Let's get you set up. That didn't happen. So I was troubleshooting this for three days, and I couldn't figure that out. I was uh, liaisoning with Ron Burke trying to figure figure all of this out, and nothing nothing was working. So I had to uh, go... To my laptop, download a copy of Windows 10 from Microsoft and just 
clean, clean reinstall windows. So by the time I did that, it was good. It was good. I got the welcome to windows. Let's get you set up stuff, but it wasn't over yet. I was still having performance issues. So I was like, I still can't record anything. This is, so I'm busy trying to troubleshoot all this stuff. So it turns out my CPU, the uh, thermal paste was dried up. So I needed to go get some thermal paste. So I went to Best Buy to get some thermal paste. They're out of thermal paste. So I had to wait another day to get the thermal paste. I finally put in the thermal paste and now my computer is running wonderfully and I could get stuff done like upload last week's episode. So nice. that's why that's not there. <laughs> very <laughs> tech. It's very obnoxious. So let's talk about something more pleasant though. The game awards was around. Uh, David, let's start with you. Uh, what was, what was one of the big takeaways you had from the game awards? Actually, you two got to watch it at IMAX. Lucky. <laughs> Yep. So how did that go? Yeah, it it was so there's just there wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, I think we had like maybe 12 other people. There were some people dressed up like it was like, yeah, like a suit and tie. <laughs> we, we, we were <laughs> no, and I looked as like a, are these like devs from Tennessee or something hoping their game is like shown or side that we have no idea. Um, they were like trying we're to get in there. the moment. <laughs> but we're just sitting and chilling and whatnot. But just, there's just something about being in this, you know, this these great seats, dark room. All your attention is on this humongous screen and getting to see all of these big premieres. Uh, it. We were talking about it on the drive back, and it was like, you know what? If there was ever a Game Awards to have spent money on to go see, it's this one because they were just they were just loaded, and and that's kind of where my takeaway from the game awards is is 2023 is packed is my biggest takeaway from everything because we just kept getting date after date after it it wasn't just that we were seeing new things it was hey here's a thing here's a date because if you look right now we've got january We've got Forspoken coming out, which has a demo up on PlayStation Store now. Uh, you have Dead Space coming out, which that had an exclusive preview in IMAX, which we somehow missed. Don't know if we just didn't show up early enough or what happened, but oh, it was before not, it began. I'm guessing it must have been because, like, we got there ten minutes early and still missed it. Yeah, I oh. don't know how like, early when we they said it. Was, up. But, yeah, because it was like I'm about to look up the if they even showed it. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah. Uh, that yeah, they could have missed that. But it's like two thing two huge games to start the year off. Then you jump into Feb- February, you've got Hogwarts Legacy, you've got Atomic Heart, you've got PlayStation VR2 all hitting in February. In March you have Wulong Dynasty and Jedi Survivor hitting. Then if you when you get to April, you've got Dead Island 2. You've got the Horizon Forbidden West DLC, which automatically means that some other incredible game is going to come out because something Horizon is releasing. So, I mean, we know something great is coming out around Horizon because it has to one-up it. Um, And then in May, you've got Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Suicide, Kill the Justice League, Suicide Squad. You've got Street Fighter 6, Diablo 4, and Final Fantasy 16 all coming in June. 
This is just the first half of the year. And we are this packed. And we just had Insomniac confirm that Spider-Man is coming at the end in the fall. So we've got that. And then we don't even know where all these games are that Microsoft has announced. We don't know where Forza, Redfall, or Starfield is landing. And there are probably tons of unannounced games. And there are a ton of games that say 2023 on them. 2023 is... I'm just going to say rip to my sleep because I wrote 38 reviews this year and I don't know how I don't get away... how I get away with being under that this year. Unless we get more people who take on reviews. That's that's pretty much it. No (laughs) way, you're probably going to have to take half of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm about to pick up the pace is uh it's about to get really hectic and this isn't even counting indies like i'm going through that yep. list none of the, i'm not even counting we get so many great indies yeah the, uh, well i mean two were shown at the uh, the game awards stuff we'll get we'll get into that but it's it's a lot <laughs> it, it is a lot no what's your takeaway from the game awards i i feel like i just have to talk about the elephant uh in the room uh how bad is your security when for the biggest the biggest (laughs) award of the night you you have you know your your group of people that they bring up you know when they win the big award and stuff and then you just got this kid who looks completely out of place and no one questions it um I, I think that I, you talk about security. I'm talking about the developers. Like they, he was walking right in the middle of them. Like, you, you, you know, the whole time though, what they're thinking is like, oh, you know, he must have brought him. While the guy, but he's like, oh, he must have brought him. You know, is, is that they everybody thought that? You know, like, oh yeah, he's son is this? Yeah, like who's um, but yeah, I I'm hoping it's an eye opener for Jeff, uh, because yeah, you know, the memes came out of it and stuff, but yeah, that could have ended a lot worse. Um, so I'm hoping that was that was my biggest takeaway. I I think Jeff was just so mad that uh they went overtime probably because of Chris Judge's uh acceptance speech. <laughs> he was just he didn't care at that point. He had gone home. <laughs> no, and it's, I kept laughing because when Jedi Survivor was shown off, were you were you watching the show, Anthony? Or did you get a no, chance to not, watch it? No, not live. So there's <laughs> After the Jedi Survivor trailer hits, it went to this like figure in the dark with a light and you could clearly <laughs> see the lightsaber hilt and it turns on and then all the lights go on and it's in it's uh, Cameron Moynihan who plays Cal. <laughs> Noah and I were sold. We're like, that's Jeff Keeley with a lightsaber. He has such an ego. <laughs> we both we both looked at each other with that like, that's Jeff. <laughs> we were both. So, in so all, on it in all fairness, the figure kind of looks similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I did not catch that moment. That's funny. It's it's kind of like the uh, a uh, you know an an unsaid like drinking game. It's like how many times is Jeff going to pop up during the game awards? Besides just presenting awards, like just sneaking himself in there bit by bit. I have to imagine he was really mad at that, though, because if if something more tragic would have happened, that probably would have killed the Game Awards for like the next three years. Like, oh, guaranteed. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a startup thing for him, 
and that's his baby you know well, like it's yeah. just now really it's just it, now kicking off really because now he's starting yeah. the in-person stuff and you've got mm-hmm. the, the the thing the thing is is summer games fest is tied to that so it's more than just the game awards yeah and it, and it could have been one of those how how did you let this happen like in 2022 with everything that's happened particularly in america at least how did you not have the proper security to prevent something like that happen? Like every security should have known who was on that stage, when they should have been on that stage, all that kind of stuff. And uh, nobody, I'm sure Jeff maybe was like, who is that guy? I don't recognize him, but he didn't want to ruin the moment either. But uh, you know, it, it was, I wouldn't say, I guess, ruined, but it certainly was taken over. So he's, I don't want to harp too long it on was it. A troll. He's blessed it was a troll because that's a great learning moment. Yeah. yeah as long blessed. as they can learn from it, that's what I, what I hope for. Because I, Dave and I have watched the Game Awards, you know, for years, even when every time at GameStop, like just together getting hyped and stuff. So it's one of those events we genuinely enjoy. So hopefully... It just keeps getting bigger and better. We don't have issues like that. Well, I mean, it shows how big it is now. Something like that happening. The Associated Press is writing about the Game Awards. I mean, it's here. It it is a thing. It keeps growing every year. So hats off to Jeff. Definitely a learning moment. Um, Next year, he needs to have Bill Clinton present an award. Just saying. Oh, Lord. (laughs) My idea. I don't know he if you should lean f- into that. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, know if you should lean into that. There was a couple of presenters this year that I, Dave and I were both kind of, you know, sketchy on if they were going to go off script or not. Like the the presenters were kind of hit and miss. So I, they're hit and miss every year. That's like the press conferences at E3. You never. Uh, yeah. You never know. They don't go. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. I forgot about that. Oh goodness. I'll never okay. forget that. <laughs> yeah, I I needed to forget about that. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to watch it live because I was I was still dealing with my daughter and having some family time and whatnot, but I was sneaking in some looks and I I felt like it was a, a from what I saw and then from you know watching it post thought it was solid i thought it was i i i thought it was good i don't know why people were like ah it was was okay you know i don't know i don't know what people expect from the game awards i expect i expect good award ceremonies you know speeches you know obviously we get the trailers and stuff i what more what more do you ask for i i i just don't know what other people are looking for when they watch this thing you we could debate and argue all day about what award should have been nominated and who should have got what that that's part of it that that's part of the the whole thing but in terms of presentation in terms of flow and things like that it was fine i thought it was I was in, you know, the animal segment was goofy. That's what the Game Awards has been since the beginning. This is this is not new. So if you're new to it, hey, welcome to the Game Awards. But this is what you're going to get every single time with bigger production value, maybe better 
uh, not better, but you know, bigger announcements. That was good. There were very this few. My favorite one, actually. I'll say that. There- This, in my opinion, was the best one he's done. And there were very few lulls. The pacing was really good. If there was an announcement that you were like, I don't care about that, you were on to the next announcement in no time. (laughs) And it didn't feel as jam-packed with just ads and random stuff that didn't feel like it mattered. The ads were well-spread. The big announcements were well-spread, which some of that was because there just were big announcements. I mean, the last two years we've been dealing with COVID-hindered announcements. And now people are getting things done. Uh, I, I want more games to play, not necessarily announcements of new games. Uh, that's one of the things Microsoft is having an issue with right now is they've announced so much and it's nowhere near ready to be actually put out. So they're having to deal with some blowback of, hey, you know, where are your games at? Uh Whereas, you know, if you wait long, if you wait and then you give dates and stuff, it's it's way better. And this year for the Game Awards had a chance to really show some great stuff because it's ready to come out. I mean, we just read off the list. I mean, several of those games are in the next six months. <laughs> so it's we're not going to get announcements for things usually when we're going to have to wait three years for them. Well, that yeah, and things like two. ads. Oh, go ahead, Noah. I was just, it, it seemed um, like this year was very light on the announcements or like, hey, we're working on this game, but we're not going to give you a release window or anything. Like it was very limited. Most of the, most of the titles, like David said, are next six months to the year. And like Jeff said, before the ads came out or the, the, the game awards, he said the ads were going to be less, but bigger. So bigger means for him monetarily lucrative. <laughs> so, yep. um, which is good for him and good for us. That's a that's a win both ways. Um, I I don't really remember the ads. So I don't know if they were uh, good for me or not. But whatever, it's fine. They weren't intrusive. That was the important yep. part. So we got a lot of back to back trailers and things like that. No world premiere voice, just showing up on the screen and just world premiere after world premiere after world premiere. It was. It was nice. And then an ad yep. pop up. Okay. It felt felt like a good break moment. Cool. <laughs> that was enough time to check Twitter yeah. and see how everybody else reacted. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um the only thing the only thing I would want changed with the game awards is make every award uh mean something instead of just having the little sidebar, hey, you know, best indie this game and you know just rushing through, yeah. Yeah. There's not that many categories like uh, you know, the Grammys or, you know, all the the Academy Awards, for example, you know, there's, there's not that many. So you could, you could take a moment, not saying everybody has to have a speech, but certainly a moment where, you know, you, they can walk up and get their trophy or something. And we and we could see that moment, um, something like that. I don't know. But uh, let's all right. Let's 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 get into the categories. Um, so one of the things that we didn't talk about esports in our prediction show, you didn't know that because I didn't upload it, but we didn't talk about it because most of the time this is the League of Legends categories. Basically, it was not this year. It was actually Valorant that took over every wow. esport category except best event, which was League of Legends championships. So I'm only bringing it up because I thought that was fascinating. That's how good is. Valorant is. 
Valorant yeah. is freaking good. It's yeah. a very good game. Um, I just didn't think Valorant would overtake League of Legends in a, in all the awards. And Literally, I, I think that they did all of that in the pre-show, so that's why we missed it because we didn't see that. Yeah, we. Yeah. Ah, yeah, so, we we, were, we we both assumed that League won everything. No, it was Valorant, except for but I, I will double check that right now. But yeah, Valorant, you know, they had the best coach, they had the best uh, team, they had it was the best esports game, uh, the best esports athlete came from Valorant. Um, the the coach came from Valorant. He coached for Loud. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it was only the 2022 League of Legends World Championship for best esports event. Cool for uh, all the esports categories. So that that was a really standout thing to me. So, um, but Valorant that's a really good game. <laughs> it's, it 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 deserves all those awards because it is a freaking good. Game. I don't know if you've played it, Noah, but it is. I've watched uh, many a uh, many a stream since. I like the evolution that it's taken the uh, the competitive shooter genre. I, I like what it's doing. Yeah, that's the thing. It just took CS:GO and Overwatch, and boom, there you go. You have Valorant, and it works so dang well. They know how to. Yeah. They need to fix their culture, but man, they know how to make some games over there. That's for sure. So that was the esports stuff. So if we move on to the most anticipated game, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom won that. Not, not surprised. Yeah. Best adaptation was uh, Arcane by, uh, not by, but Arcane League of Legends. I was very happy with that one. Me too. I, I thought. That was a good one. Best debut indie was Stray. Um, Deserved. Uh, not to me. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Tunic. I just... Tunic, this is one of those where I do include the fact that it's a single developer. Your debut indie game by yourself is this. Super polished. Difficulty that's not pretentious. I don't know how Tunic can run away with that one. Uh, that's an impressive game. Uh, content creator of the year was Ludwig. Don't know who he is. Best multiplayer, shockingly, is Splatoon I, 3. No yeah, and I both cool. like looked at each other in the theater. We're like, how? I have <laughs> no idea. Like, what? Yeah, like I, like it's not a bad multiplayer. It's just no. next to all of the other games on this list. <laughs> Splatoon three is closest to Overwatch two, but Overwatch two has more difference compared to Splatoon three. Yep, you got multiverses that hit the scene. That was an amazing game. You got Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. It's a very good Call of Duty. And then you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, six-player, arcade, classic, super polished. Splatoon 3, which is virtually the same game as Splatoon 2 with some UI updates, some new weapons, and some new maps. Still on old hardware. Still online is still funky because Nintendo... That's the one that won? I, <laughs> I don't understand that. Yep. I chose multiverses. Should have been multiverses. But it's fine. 
Best sports and racing was Gran Turismo 7. I was very impressed with that. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I guess people ignored the, the issues it had, but, you know. Well, I guess I'm it curious was the to know. issues were mostly microtransaction-y and the update to make it less make it so you couldn't grind certain ways that but that's part of the game you yeah know? that's that's kind of the package that you got so or it's uh, just okay. been long enough for people to forget it that's, that's entirely true best sim and strategy mario plus rabbit sparks of hope <laughs> so now you have to uh, best buys deal of the day right now is mario plus rabbit both games for 32 dollars oh yeah, I'll pick you that need up. to pick it up. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick Deal of the day, so you'll have to do it right after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll do that. Yeah, I got I <laughs> yeah, got a little a, spare change. Yeah, it's a digital code for the first one and then the physical for the second. Okay. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land won Best Family. I am happy about that. Um, I yes. thought Lego. I, I thought Lego Star Wars was actually going to take it, but it did not. Best Fighting Multiverses. I'm glad it got something, but... And well-deserved, uh, too. Well-deserved. Best role-playing was Elden Ring. No surprise at all. <laughs> Best action-adventure, uh, unfortunately, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> That's my opinion. Um, I'm still a Tunic fan there. Best action game, Bayonetta 3. That was so, another very surprising one. Yeah, because you, you yeah. thought the ending would have, you know, would it killed uh, the the vibe for Bayonetta 3, but I guess not. I'm kind of, I, I, I wonder how many votes Neon White got for it uh, compared, because a lot of people like Neon White. Best that ding in your the, inbox is just me sharing uh, that link for that deal, by the way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Live action. Pressure is uh, on. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, after I'm done with this, while you guys talk, I can I can just purchase it. Um, what would be sad was if they didn't have that in my area, but I'm, I'm sure oh, it's, it's fine. That would suck. Uh, best yep. VR and AR Moss Book 2. Which I've David, heard you nothing but great one. things. Yeah. yeah, I've heard nothing but great things. So, innovation in accessibility is God of War Ragnarok. That's very deserved. Best community support: Final Fantasy fourteen. I almost Told said sixteen. Guys. Fourteen. Yeah, no, you called it. You called it. I called that it. That was a good one. Yeah. Which you'll be able to hear when I upload the the episode from the week before. <laughs> you'll be able to hear that prediction. Spoilers. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. It's teasers, teasing. Best mobile game, Marvel Snap. I am I'm happy for them. It's a good game. Best indie stray. Best ongoing uh Final Fantasy 14. So Final Fantasy 14, racking it up in, in the areas it's good at. Games for impact was as Dusk Falls. Best performance, God of War, Ragnarok, Christopher Judge. And we heard about it for a very long time. So time out. Tell (laughs) tell me about that part. So it's funny because it's the very first award, literally the very first award handed out on the stage. Uh. Judge goes up and takes it. 
then proceeds to tell his life story on the stage. I mean, it, he went on like five minutes at least. Um, and he half of it, the music was building behind him, trying to play him off. Uh, he, <laughs> he even said, said he did not after, care. Yeah, he just wasn't listening. The funniest part was is apparently he still had some stuff to say. He said on Twitter that they played him off and he still had some things he wanted to finish up with. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and now they've started it as memes when they were saying that uh, Twitter's going to increase their limit from 280 characters to 4,000. And somebody posted <laughs> like a quoted it and posted a picture of Chris Judge. <laughs> it was just it it took so long and i i appreciate what he was doing but it was too long it's you know it it was but at the same time like the the entire speech it's you just feel for the guy because the whole time he's just holding back tears just the whole time so at the same time it's like bro i i feel you you know but like three minutes have gone by like come on (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! All right. What's funny is uh, Jeff seems salty about it several times. He actually, oh, yeah, he actually said something about it. Decks. Yep. Well, what did he? What did he say? He said something along the lines of, uh, "Well, we're going to show this." Uh, although I don't know because Chris Judge talked for this long or something ah, like that. Like he, ah. get, he very much ac- acknowledged what happened. <laughs> Jeff is funny in that way. Like he he doesn't hide things. He doesn't just he rolls with the punch, but he lets you know that the punch was made. So passive aggressive. Yeah, very passive. He is passive aggressive. (laughs) Even when he picked up the mic after that little moment, he was like, "Okay, well, you know, it's like we know something happened, Jeff. It's okay. Like just 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 keep going. You either gonna pretend like it didn't happen, or you're just gonna fully acknowledge that this thing. He, He doesn't really do either." Um. All right. Where? Sorry. While you were doing that, I was putting Mario plus rabbits in my cart, so <laughs> I've lost my place. <laughs> best. <It was> the- <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was just saying it was best performance with where we were at. <laughs> yes. Best audio design was God of War Ragnarok. Uh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Best I score in music. Best score in music was also God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I just I just Which, wait for the I just wait for the day where uh, an orchestral piece is not the best score in music. It seems like the voters only understand that stuff when it comes to video games. Which, by the way, uh, if you get a chance, go back and watch the live uh, Blood on the Snow in the game if you didn't already like they actually performed it bear mccurry and uh orchestra performed it live and it was incredible i'm sure that was dope actually it's an actual it's a song that has actual lyrics and everything so sure really really good best art direction was elden ring i think all of us thought horizon (laughs) forbidden for horizon forbidden west should take that one but and let me just go ahead and say Horizon for the second time in a row got nominated for a bunch of awards and didn't win a single flipping one. It's it's not highway one. robbery. <laughs> yeah. It's heartbreaking. I like, get what they're going up against but still I mean give them one pity one somewhere in our yeah, direction. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> uh best narrative God of War Ragnarok. 
you're starting to see a trend here. God of War Ragnarok is sweeping quite a lot. And then we get to best game direction, and Elden Ring takes that one. And then we get to game of the year, and that was Elden Ring, not God of War Ragnarok. So I I was, I'll be honest, I was kind of happy. I did not want God of War Ragnarok to win it. <laughs> I said God of War Ragnarok would win it, but it did not. So, um, I think Elden Ring was very deserved of it. Uh, yeah. It took it took what it did. Exp- uh, the way I described it was, it was the Mario sixty four of Soulsborne. There was a formula that most of the Soulsborns followed. Elden Ring said, "We're going to expand that into an open world, and and you get to do different things, make it even more accessible." In, in in some ways, uh, different ways you can play. And yet, it's still going to be a Soulsborne game. still going to be difficult. That's hard to do. I hope that one day I can like not be stressed playing a Souls game and enjoy Elden Ring. But it is not for me, sadly. <laughs> so, yeah, for it's, now. It's, it's, it's not going to be uh, for everybody. I... I so I don't know if it will be for me as I get further into it, but um, it it was for more people than previous Soulsborne games, and that you know, uh, that even includes uh, Sekiro, so um, that style. So yeah, congrats to Elden Ring, congrats to From Software, and mind you, that's also published by Bandai Namco. They be sneaking in some stuff. Like yep. Bandai Namco has some sneaky publishing that it's like, oh, they published that thing and it's yeah. pretty dang good. So uh so congrats to them too, doing their thing. All right. Let's talk about the other stuff that was shown at the Game Awards, like the trailers and the announcements. So Noah, I'm gonna start with you. Which which announcement trailer really Got you. I I feel I felt bad. I, David and I joked like I could have went home after the first like ten minutes because right off the bat they dropped I knew it too. I, I like, knew that I was yours. So I knew excited. it. They do- they dropped what? Hades two. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I I didn't think we were gonna get one because Super Giant doesn't do sequels. They don't. Uh, no. But now now they are. I guess money talks. Uh, <laughs> Money talks yeah, a real, lot. Real loud. Um, yeah, so I I got super excited. You know, I was I was checked out after the first five minutes because I got what you know I was I was looking for. Um, but yeah, it was so unexpected. It caught me completely off guard. Um, so right. that was my biggest one. What do you think about the premise? I I'm curious to see how it ties into the first one and how they connect it. Um, because the way they, you know, did the first one, like, you know, you're thinking, oh, they're not going to do a sequel. But if they do, I would assume that they were going to bring back, you know, Zacharias uh, and continue that storyline. Uh, but then he's got Sis now, you know, and then I must have missed that during my uh, playthroughs. Uh, so, yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with it. I, I like the uh, the magic-ish elements that they're adding in with this one, so... 2023 will hopefully get some early access info. I am 
I'm happy they're making a Hades 2. I, I couldn't help but have the thought, besides the fact that this one's not going to be weapon-based like Hades, I I was like, what else can they do gameplay-wise? Like, Hades felt so complete. Like, it, it's like everything that they could have wanted to put into it, they did. And it didn't need any more. And it... If they would have took anything out, it would have felt less like they it was mm-hmm. it was perfect, like in terms of like a really like grandma's peach cobbler, it, you know, every crumb, every peach, all the like it's just good from top to bottom. Nothing wasted. And so now there's this one. I'm like, where can they go with this besides changing the weapons <laughs> and maybe changing the abilities you get along the way? My only concern is that it's going to feel too much like Hades, which obviously, you know, we've all played Call of Duty for a while, so you get that. But at the same time, you know, it's just like, man, that game was so good. Like, just just leave it alone. Just let it let it exist <laughs> and yeah, do I mean, something that's... else. But I'm still going to I'm still going to play it because. Oh yeah, I I, I I am interested in playing it with magic and you know long range whatever they're gonna do with this stuff. What what gives me hope is um, you know, calling back to I didn't think like God of War. I didn't think they could improve upon their combat system. I thought they had a really solid combat system, and then in Ragnarok they took everything about the combat system and just made it better and expanded on it. So I'm I'm hoping that, that they're able to do that same upgrade so here's my thing you you said they made it better that means there was room for that to me in hades there's no room for better because it's already great it doesn't need to be made better right don't fix what's not broken right now expand it on sure i i get that where do you think hades can get better in its combat i just i don't i don't see it I, I think the flexibility, um, maybe we're going to be able to hold more weapons or maybe there's going to be like an interchanging between or more of a fluidity between like the different attacks. I, okay. I, I don't know. That's, that's why I'm hoping that like, so you're, just, you're, you're talking about like an alteration of what they've yeah. done. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. It, and, it's it's kind of interesting because we did we got a lot but not enough info. Sure, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really hoping we, we see more. Um, yeah, they they were pretty quiet on a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to judge it like too crazy based off of one trailer. I just what I've played of Hades, which was all of it, was just so dang good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this is such which, a solid game. You know. The way it's looking, like I'm hoping some of the characters um, from you know the first one, some of the gods, like they they make the transition, you know, like they're gonna appear and her out. So I'm hoping maybe we get new perks and stuff from them. I don't know. We'll just have to. I imagine to there's gonna be new perks slowly. because this one isn't gonna be weapon based. So this is you know the magic and the witches and you know all that kind of stuff i don't th- i don't think there's going to be weapons so i think and i think that's going to be the major difference between the two which should change the way some of the combat works so that's what i'm looking forward to i just formulaically 
structurally. I just don't see that many changes that they can make. But now that you mentioned alterations, I'm like, okay, that that don't don't try to do the same thing. Let's switch it up a little bit just to make it feel different, and of course, make it work. I like that idea. I, Keep it contained, but also give some flexibility in the combat. So yeah, David, what was your uh, standout trailer announcement? Well, first off, before we get into that, I have to thank Richard Allen and Noah for their extremely awesome work that they did getting all of this news up because there was a ton of stuff that hit. That being said, I didn't get much further than Noah did before I wigged out (laughs) because right after I think he got his Hades trailer, it's either before or after, can't remember. I got a trailer from Ghost Story Games who's led by Bioshock creator Ken Levine for a little game called Judas. And I lost it because I (laughs) have wanted a Bioshock game again, a new Bioshock game for so long. And we're still waiting. Cloud Chamber's still working on theirs. Don't know what's going on with this game, how it's kind of, it seems like it's kind of stuck in development. But now (laughs) I'm seeing a game that looks very similar to Bioshock, uh, kind of the, the synopsis they've showed off has been like it's in space, which he helped develop System Shock, so he knows what he's doing there. But the whole idea is you're playing as this character called Judas. Your only hope for survival is to team up with people that are your enemies or whatnot and then you've the the tagline has been like fix what you broke so i'm very interested since it's a single player narrative driven shooter how is this all going to work together um we did see some little gameplay snippets and the fact that you know you see the weapon but you also see the equipping the the plasmid like thing on your hand like that always sells me (laughs) (laughs) because I just love his style and I can't wait to see what he is going to put together when it comes to a story because the Bioshocks would when I look at a game and I judge whether it is a 10 out of 10 my first thought always goes to is this game for me as good as the original Bioshock because that to me is the label for what a 10 out of 10 is and getting something that's at least close to a new Bioshock, especially considering it's the creator of it. I'm super duper excited, even if this is a ways away. Yeah, I think I, I am very interested in this. Also, I do like the Bioshocks. However, I, I I don't know why I'm doing this tonight, but I'm just going to go on the other side real quick and point out that a couple of times this year, the creators of things created something new within the same spirit of a thing, and it didn't turn out that well. Back for Blood, the Callisto Protocol. I don't want to say pump the brakes on the idea that the original yeah. creator is creating Judas and <laughs> believe, you know, that that automatically means it's going to be fantastic. Um, but Ken Levine has a good track record. I think we I think we can bank on history. And Bioshock 3 was it was well received. It had some mixed um reactions to the story, I think. But overall, like people liked it. 
I liked it. You liked yeah. it. I don't know if Noah liked it, but I, I made Noah was, start playing the games. He'd never yeah, played I, them. I've, oh, okay. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the, the original I've, I've Bioshock never, is fantastic. Bioshock Two I'm, is good, but yeah, Bioshock it. Three was 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 also good. I just I just like the direction. So this yep. this looks like a a return to more Bioshock, not Bioshock Three necessarily, but uh, thematically. There's going to be some interesting things going on. I am I am looking forward to Judas. Go he, ahead, Noah. He always finds us. I, I was telling Noah, it's kind of like he's he reminds me of Christopher Nolan when it comes to video games. Like you really get those hard hitting story elements, especially ones that kind of hit you in the face towards the end, and you're like, wait a second, this is what we've been building to this whole time. So it's uh, I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan and huge fan of Ken Levine, and they both remind me of each other. In storytelling <clears throat> yeah this one this one's gonna hit very well i believe um unfortunately it was one of the ones i don't think we got even a window i think we just got an announcement it's just um, wish, wish listable yeah it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just they, they started off the show really great like noah fainted and then he wakes up and sees david's fainted like it was just <laughs> back to back <laughs> 10 minutes in we were good we were good and those were yeah. indies <laughs> yeah uh yes <laughs> more more or less is is uh is judas self-published well i guess it's published by 2k but you could still kind of call it that's not an indie game yeah it's it's let's just <laughs> it's put it like this way EA's... it's a smaller studio let's at least put it it's a smaller studio yeah it's a smaller studio that's not an indie game though you published by 2k you got all the money you you need <laughs> shoot you're all right uh, I, th- I think it's more different when you do something like uh ea's indie division that's something different, but mine was also Hades too. I was really excited to say, "What's that music started playing?" I was like, "Oh frick, this is Hades!" Like, I thought that's oh, what no. it was when I saw the art style. I was, I was like, like Let's "Is go. it though?" I know <laughs> yeah. you had that I, half little bit I, ah, in my head. I'm just like, "There's no way. No, we don't. They don't do sequels." And then they're doing a sequel. They no sequels. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lo and behold, and yeah, it does so look excited. good. But another one I was excited about, and I do have to remember it off the top of my head because that's not the one I was expecting to talk about. It was so much street fight. There it is, Earthblade from the developers of Celeste. I was excited about that one because I love Celeste. I love platformers, and you two are smiling. It, it's because it got to the end and the the stylized logo. I looked over it and I was like, I thought that said Fart Blade. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> After all that stuff you see in the trailer, it's magical. There's swords and stuff, and you know he's climbing chains and all this stuff. Fart Blade. <laughs> Fart there we blade. go. Sounds like something would happen in South Park or something like that but uh no that i i'm excited for that i i i am interested in the idea of a celeste with weapons so that's what this looks like it's going to be i'd be surprised if it wasn't i and i'm fine if it is because celeste <laughs> that's a really fantastic platformer um it's it's up there in in the top echelons of platformers. I it doesn't beat Mario for me because it, it just it's it's a different kind of platformer. But uh 
difficulty was well tuned. Loved. I just love the kinetic action you have when you get a good platformer on my hands. It just feels so good. It's like a fighting game sometimes. So, um, I am looking forward to Earthblade. Uh, that was mine. The only thing that threw me off was it said 2024. And I was like, wait, what year are we in right now? It's 20, is, is it 2023? No, it's 20, it's 2022. Holy crap. They announced this game and it's not coming until 2024. So I imagine it's going to be early 2024, but I was like, wow, this, this is a long way away. All right. There, there was a lot of good trailers. Like every one was just really well done in my opinion. So let's can't talk about Jedi Survivor. Can't wait I was for just, Final Fantasy. Yeah, I was, just, I was just about to bring up Jedi Sorry. Survivor. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, that one? I think it's like, oh man, we're getting this in three months. Come on, let's go. Yeah, like, like, quit teasing us. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready now. I, I haven't played Jedi uh, Fallen yet, so I watched this, and I was like, all right. It's time to go play Jedi Fallen because this looks this looks good. This looks it's very on good. Game Pass, by the way. I know, I know. You know what else is on Game Pass? Everything. I don't have time to play it all, so, but I, I will get I will get to that. Uh, Death Stranding Two. I honestly didn't expect it. I hadn't been keeping up with news and things like that. I realized it had been kind of teased out a little bit, but. This one looks heavier than the first. This one also looks like it makes more sense than the first, just based off the trailer. <laughs> as, so, if, as if anything Hideo Kojima does makes this sense. This is true. This it is makes true. more sense. More it, sense. It doesn't I'm make not, sense, but it does make more sense. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah. the I was like, I watched this and I understand the implications of this trailer. Whereas I remember Death Stranding, it was this dude carrying stuff. And I'm like, okay, why why is this going to be a fascinating game to play? So I am more hooked to the idea of Death Stranding 2 than I am the original. With that said, I don't know if I want to go back and play Death Stranding. I feel like I just would rather read up on the story and then jump into Death Stranding 2 and be good with that because it looks like it's going to be something that's more uh, mechanically palpable. I think it's the best way to put it. M- more interesting from a gameplay perspective. Yeah. I'll say this. The man knows how to make a trailer that gets you, that pulls you in. Like That was a very engaging trailer. Uh, oh, and, and it sure. feels like it feels like every time Hideo Kojima cuts a trailer, it's engaging. <laughs> yeah, it's you're just sitting there, you know, thinking, "I'm so excited! This looks so good! I still don't know what's going on. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on, but I want it. <laughs> I want it. Like, what'd you guys think of the tribute to Kevin Conroy? Uh, it's it's. I'm gonna cry as I play Suicide Squad. Because it's like, anytime you get a posthumous, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Tribute? 
well, not necessarily tribute, but a, a posthumous. Um, uh, I can't. Appearance? I can't think of the stinking word, but the uh, um, he, what he's doing in the game, he, his full voiceover is recorded for this. So him having a part, it's just it's something special because you don't always get it, but it also reminds you that they're gone and this is it. <laughs> So yeah. it's it's going to be real special getting to experience one last game with Kevin Conroy as Batman. Yeah, and they I, snuck the release date out there. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> like, know it at first. They apparently announced it before the show, and I oh. had not seen it at all. Like, yeah, I didn't, May yeah, 26th. It wasn't in the trailer. May yep. 26th? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. It okay. Just Jeff said it, and I was like, "Wait a second, what'd you say?" Like, I I, I actually kind of half missed it because Noah and I were still teary eyed over uh, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they snuck that out. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought it. I thought it was a very. F- I thought it was really cool how they still advertised suicide squad and it had the suicide squad feel without stomping on the Kevin Conroy tribute while also the Kevin Conroy tribute, not stepping on the suicide squad stuff. Like it was, it felt classy. It did. It did. And all the suspension up to the moment, you know, cause you know, he's coming and then you hear the yeah, voice and it's like, Oh frick, that's Kevin Conroy's voice. <laughs> That's awesome. So I I hope the totality of this game is good for the sake of, you know, just the tribute aspect. This is the last time we'll hear Kevin Conroy's voice is in a video game. So I I just hope it's hope it's really good. I know he'll be good, but I, you know, I just hope the whole game is good just to make the whole yeah. thing feel amazing. It it didn't feel like they were trying to take advantage of it as a cash grab either. I think, and that Ooh. was the, that was the best. That was the best thing is it actually felt like a tribute because a lot of those things are used as, "Hey, come pay money to enjoy this." It didn't feel that way. Yeah, uh, yeah especially the, with them not attaching the release date to the end of the trailer. I think that actually was part of why it worked so well because they weren't selling yeah. the release of the game as much as him. Oh, one hundred. Yeah, yeah. They, agreed. They had like. The Suicide Squad like opened up, you know, in the, the trailer and stuff, and then they kind of bowed out, you know, took the back seat and sat and watched mm-hmm. and let Conroy do his thing and then let the tribute play out. It was really well done. Even like the you know the Harley Quinn lines, you know, of like I don't remember the lines exactly, but it was like, oh, you know, Batman, we know what he's gonna do, you know, all this <laughs> that kind of spirit to it. It was you know very much like he's. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's. It felt like to me like a uh, uh, um. I don't know the word off the top of my head, but it was like a, a a nod to the idea of like this is the Batman that you know. You know, it's like this this Batman that you're about to experience is the same Batman we've always known. You know, in her Harley Quinn little way. So, <laughs> I thought that was cool too. What did you guys think of? Blue Protocol by Amazon, and that's all Noah. <laughs> you don't, you don't have any reaction to that. I, I thought it looked absolutely gorgeous, and I was surprised Amazon is paying for that. But also Bandai Namco, by the way. Yep. 
<laughs> stepping up again. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm excited. I I'm glad we're getting another uh, big MMO, but this time it's you know anime themed. Uh, it's coming over the west. I I believe it's out in Japan. Oh, is it's it? It's been out in like early X. Like uh, when I did the um, the press release for it, I'm pretty sure the announcement was it's making its way to the west. Uh, David can double check me, um, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, it'll release in Japan in the spring. Oh, okay. So it, it's not, it isn't out yet, but it will release outside of it. It'll release outside of Japan in the second half of 2023. Huh. Okay. okay. I thought it was an early access because I've been watching Twitch streams and like the devs have been doing like small gameplay segments and it looks really good. And they, they may um, have some closed beta or something like that going that's on. That's probably the footage that I've seen, man. Yeah, that Amazon, they're all about their MMOs. They're they're throwing money. Apparently. Like New World, now Blue Protocol. Yeah, but if you can get in on that Genshin Impact crowd, you making dollars. (laughs) This is true, and it looks like that's that's what it's trying to do, but it looks like it could be really good. Uh, The only game I can think of that would uh, Blue, Blue Protocol can touch and is good is uh, Black Desert, that's a good MMO. Uh, that that the gameplay of that is is very good. Like the combat, better than I, I actually like New World's combat. Black Desert is better than that, and this looks like it is super interesting with all the just. It looks like you're about to play an anime, <laughs> like just full out with mm-hmm. with friends and stuff. Um, so to me. I'm like Blue Protocol. Go ahead and take over New World. Just, just go ahead and do that, and you make your money. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I am here for Blue Protocol. That game looks. That was one of the most beautiful looking MMOs. I think ever. <laughs> just straight up, because yeah, Genshin it, it Impact isn't really well a done. like MMO in the same sense of MMO, but this is woo. That's a good one. Um, I'm looking forward to that. What else do we have? I lost my spot again. Oh, Horizon Forbidden West getting a PS5 exclusive expansion. Are uh, are, are we are we okay with the PS5 ex- exclusive uh, exclusivity of the expansion? Sure. Let me fight that big huge thing. Yeah, that's okay. what it takes. <laughs> Give it yep, to it. Okay. You guys don't mind that it's locked out for the PS4 players? Eventually, they're going to be locked out. So, yeah, it's it, it's I it's mean, definitely odd. It's like I got a PS5, game, so what? <laughs> Screw the PS4 I mean, players. Still, the larger the of the base must be made to get more Horizon content. So. Yeah, I think I think this decision felt like it was more in response to the economy than the actual. Because I'm like, it, 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 to me, it feels funky that you got the game on both, but the expansion is only for PlayStation I, Five. That that feels weird. I, I think a lot of it too. Uh, I think it depends on like their dev time, like when they started working on it. Because one of the things they talked about with Horizon was they built a lot of it, you know, using the PS4 and stuff like that. So I'm curious if with the Five being out for a, you know a bit now, if they started working with the five in mind exclusively 
Well, I'm, I'm sure. sure that there's some while I'm sure that there's some technical reasons, I'll also give you another reason, uh, straight up manpower. Gorilla apparently has another project that they're already on, uh, which I believe they have two teams, but I would imagine you probably siphoned off a decent amount of people for manpower and I mean they've did some magic to make that PS4 port work as well as it did and if you don't feel like you can bring that same level of compatibility to the four, then it may be easier to just cut and run, especially if you don't have the manpower. Cause there was a lot of people that assisted on that, just like with Ragnarok. So if you don't have the manpower to actually make it happen, it, maybe it's just, well, we just got to cut our losses from this one. Like you said, it, to a degree that is economic economics too, is we don't have the people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Diablo four. That looked good. That was a great great presentation. Great presentation. No thoughts on that, though? Besides that? Oh, oh. (laughs) Another moment where we thought the person in the robe was Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out it's Halsey. Might have been. (laughs) Crime boss. I'm just... There you go. Oh, the crime boss game? Oh, that looks awesome. (laughs) I still don't was know waiting. what's going on. <laughs> I was waiting was, for somebody. I was like, yeah, yeah that like, trailer was cool. something interesting. I think it's that we it took a second because the name had to click with what the trailer was. That's what it took for me. I was like, oh, it's, it was that one with like Chuck Norris and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and we're just sitting there. It's like, and we've got, I forget what her name is. And it's like, oh, her, oh, her. And then it's like, and then this guy. And it's like, and then we got Vanilla Ice. I'm like, what? Yeah, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> and then and it's like, and Chuck Norris. I'm like, holy crap, what is going on? Danny yeah. Glover? I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know what. <laughs> I want to play it. That's is. all I know. I, I, I already reached out to PR and was like, hey, uh, so we're really interested in whatever this is. <laughs> It's a multiplayer <laughs> game. It looks like though, so I, I don't but think story are, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I yeah. I don't know if their appearances are really slim, just because it's probably expensive to have all of these people, even though they're older and you know past their primes in terms of stuff. But still, I mean, they could do stuff. So you got to pay these people. This, yeah. I don't know. It's, the trailer was fun though. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, you got really to check yours. Like, all right, we're doing this. See, it was ah. saying that. Let's see here. Isn't it a they've first person shooter? Well, they've got like it heists is. and stuff. It is a first person shooter. They've yeah. got like heists and stuff like that. People are wondering if it's going to be like because they say they're involved in a story. So this is more than just you know run around shooting things. I, I would imagine. I, I would imagine it's more than what Back for Blood. Back for Blood story is. Sure. Which isn't much. Um, so, we'll see. Okay. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty will feature Idris Elba. Yep. You saw that Another one. Another moment where we looked, at each, we looked at each other. Is that Idris? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I hear Keanu. Like, I know it's Cyberpunk. And then, like, he turned around and I was like, how did they get Idris? You know, it's it's so really cool to see all these big actors coming in. Um, but yeah, Cyberpunk, another one that 
I didn't see it advertised. I, you know, found out later. Um, its DLC is uh, next gen exclusive. It's leaving behind the old ones. That makes Which, sense. Well, here, like, that's like, what David is. Up, updates as a whole have left na- last gen. Like yeah. they ain't even they ain't even quality of life in that stuff <laughs> <life> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what you got is what you got. Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. But, I mean. I gotta get. I gotta um, give them credit. I mean, as bad as that launches, they had a real No Man's Sky kind of glow up. Really I don't know quickly. if it's that level yet, but uh, it's still way I, better. It, yes, I yes, played yes. At launch on the PS4, and I don't know if I just got lucky, but I had very few um, like glitches, bugs. Like it played pretty well overall, and I felt weird. You mean on PS5, right? Because you didn't play on PS4. Yeah, and I, I did it when it came out on PS4, and then I replayed it on the 5. Oh, okay. Yeah, because well, I waited in. for, like... No, no, I, that's one of my well, That favorites. was awkward. Uh, I thought it was... I, I was like, oh, wait, he's calling you out. <laughs> no. no we're, I thought he already had his PS5. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it on the 4, and then uh, I waited for, like, the next-gen updates and stuff, and then uh, replayed it this past year with the 5. Uh and it's such a much better experience just overall. So the fact we're getting, um, you know, new content and stuff like that, it's really good. No, you were, you were a lucky one for sure. Uh, not everybody had abysmal experiences on the last consoles, but a lot of people did. I liked that Final Fantasy 16 trailer. That was... Jam-packed action just from beginning to end. Uh, the blood splatter was interesting, but after that, you know, it was... was another, te- another team that knows solid. how to make a trailer. Yeah, it was just <laughs> solid. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. You got me. It's just one of those I just need to play at this point. Um, from Software is doing Armor Core... Six. I didn't know Armored Core was still a thing. I oh, guess yes. pe- I guess it people is. like their Armored Core. Um, well, I, I, it hasn't been a thing for a while. The last game it was in 2012. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess if you got from software looking working on it, might as well give it a chance. That's that's where I'm at. I haven't played any of the Armored Core. They just didn't look that interesting to me. But well, they were from. They were all from Soft Games. They were. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that was from Software's. Yep. Property. Okay. Uh, I played another Age on PlayStation Two, and really, really enjoyed it. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, they they actually developed that one on PlayStation Two. <laughs> there is this. I don't know what to call it, but there is a feel that armor core always felt B tier. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Obviously the armor core fans would say, no, it's not true. But in terms of impact, I just armor core was never up there. Like on this level, like armor core six right now feels like it's on, you know, the big stage armor core has never felt like it's been there. If that makes any sense. So and I I, I feel I like it, interesting. That, and that's the cool thing is I feel like Armored Core may actually 
get way it's almost like it has that chance to be the elden ring of its genre so to speak where okay this is what we did with the last we can really jump way higher with this one because you know the souls games were always regarded pretty highly but they also had a lot of benefits of newer gens and stuff armored core started way back when and i don't know that it ever got a chance to grow the same way uh whereas this feels like it's this from what i understand this is a passion project for them uh and it's actually the designer if i'm not mistaken it the the one leading the project was behind sekiro Mm. so it's going to be really interesting to see where they can bring this which they have said this isn't a soulsborn (laughs) robots game so no worries about it being stupid hard but I'm really excited with just how RPGs have kind of furthered themselves over the years where this game can go, because I remember on the PS2 buying these parts and the weight differences and how you could get things that would speed up your robot, but it would also give you less armor and just the different kinds of weapons and stuff. And I remember it just feeling super complicated. So I feel like they could really make things a little cleaner now. Uh, especially since we're going to be 10 years down the line at that point and really make something. I mean, the trailer itself, I I know that CGI trailers are never indicative of the final product. Man, that looks incredible. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, this is exposure for Armored Core. It's from software having success with the Soulsborne games. So now there's the opportunity for Armored Core to piggyback off of that success and maybe hit with people that it's never hit with before, like myself. Yeah. So yeah, look at how many new Elden Ring software fans. Yeah, look at how many new front software fans they got out of Elden Ring. So hopefully it that, translates. <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think we covered all the trailers. <laughs> I'm looking through my list. There's just so much good stuff, really. Like, that's the biggest takeaway is just so much good stuff. Like, so many great announcements. Even if you weren't personally interested in a lot of the things, most of it was still one of those things of, oh, this is cool looking. Even though I'm really good trailer, but man, this is a good trailer. (laughs) That's the reaction I was getting from a lot of people in terms of the, the complainers. They were like, oh, they didn't have anything. That was the complaint people were having. It's just like, what do you do? like? What do you play? How do you not look at this list of stuff and not be excited about anything? What Packed. You, that's what I'm saying. Something I'm there like, for everybody, unless you only play Madden, <laughs> right? Or Call of Duty, whatever you Destiny well, do, whatever you do. They haven't had something for Call of Duty. They had the Ray Destiny trailer. Two got a trailer. Yeah, we got, yeah, and then we got the Lifefall trailer. <laughs> there was, I don't know. What, That's why I said Madden. You literally winning. have to be a Madden or FIFA player to like have not gotten anything. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, these people be tripping. Yep. That's why I stay off social media now. I don't even go on Twitter <laughs> no more. It's stupid. I, I need you. to talk to sensible people. Now, anyway. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into our top five games of 2022. We're just gonna go around. Start with. The bottom five and go up to number one. So this should be interesting. All right. 
David, you want to kick us off? What is your number five? Sure thing. So I, I will put in a disclaimer that all of my stuff is stuff I've personally played this year. Yes, as it should so, be. Um, uh, number five, this was actually a tough one because I kind of had two <laughs> different games that I was fighting with on this one. Uh, so I still do give honorable mention to Dying Light 2. But number five actually ended up being Evil West. I had a Whoa. ton of fun with Evil West this year. It's just it's just such a good just sit back and just have fun game. Like it really you made a good like impression. You did like the Uncharted movie, so that makes sense. Is <laughs> <laughs> a good turn your brain off, just have fun. They don't make games like this anymore. That's the thing. Like yeah, you true. don't get these third person linear walk through the level, do your thing, and then just move on to the next like and most of them suck if they do <laughs> so this was great because it was a lot of fun yeah back for blood was mediocre in that regard so <laughs> this this one felt good oh, i didn't expect evil west to make it all the way to five for you Jeez. i admittedly i reviewed a lot more gear than games this year and i didn't always have a lot of time to play a ton of different games but that one made that one made a nice impression all right noah Oh, you're gonna hate me for this. Uh, my my number five. I went with Stray, the cat the the cat game. Go meow. Uh, I I didn't know what to expect going in with this one. I, I really didn't. And besides, you know, obviously you're playing as a cat, but like the world that they built without really giving you a lot of info, I really enjoyed. Um, just the atmosphere of the gameplay, like you, all the movements. You know, you you explore and jump and stuff just how a cat would you know looking for ledges and stuff i i just thought it was a really really solid game and so it, it made my top five fair enough my fifth spot was teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge the nice. ability to feel like i was back in the arcades playing with random people and just beating stuff up felt really good again. I was this, this felt it was a different kind of nostalgia, but it's the fact that the the game itself was solid. Uh, the representation of how they interpreted classic arcade Ninja Turtles with modern mechanics. They did it. They did it smooth. It felt classic. And it felt modern at the same time. I think the levels could have been better, but uh, some some of them were a little too reminiscent of previous stuff where it was predictable what I what would happen. So that was pretty much the only flaw. Well, the challenges were extra difficult with zero <laughs> reward attached to them. But um, yeah, I th I thought it was a great game. Uh, this is one of those you could just pop in, play it, have a good time for you know twenty minutes, or you could play it for two hours and have a fantastic time as well, and just get off and move on with your day. Feel satisfied. Another All one right. I need to play. That's it's good. Yeah, it was. Can, it was. We could play it together. It didn't stray. Yeah, it, it didn't stray for me. We're fighting for the number three spot. So yeah, this oh, really the wrong one. So. Uh, no. I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, David's getting tired of me <laughs> beating him <laughs> on straight. He's like, I'm going to come over to California and I'm going to whoop your butt. Uh, all right. 
Uh, Noah, what was your number four? Uh, I, Dave and I are both big Star Wars fans. I couldn't, I could not, not put Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga in my entry. Um, the revamping of previous levels, so many characters, the, the humor always hits like always. And it's, you know, the nostalgia in me, you know, just having Star Wars again, again, uh, it always ranks high for me, and just the polish. There was a trophy bug that kept me from getting a platinum for a while, but they fixed it, so I forgive them. But yeah, I can't say enough good things about my Lego games. It's incredible how pretty that game is, too. Like, you don't expect a Lego game to look that good. And the scale just keeps getting bigger, too, with the areas and stuff. Like, each planet you could have, you know, your own little area. Yeah. you could go and explore just a lot bigger game than uh than what you realize going in you know thinking it's going to just be a lego game nice david what was your fourth spot my number four game went to one that i definitely did not expect to end up at number four uh this year so to speak uh pentiment is my hmm. number four game uh just Fell in love with the narrative style, just an extremely simple put together game. Uh, and that's probably why I enjoyed it as much. I, I went straight from that to messing around with Return to Monkey Island. And while I enjoy Return to Monkey Island, uh, it, Pentiment kind of ruined it for me because uh, Monkey Island, you've got so many things to click and so many things to figure out of. Do I pick this up? Do I bring this to this person? Do I do this? Pentiment is just straight up, just talk to people and figure out where the murder mystery goes. And beyond that, it's one of the prettiest games that the art style direction that they had in that game is is bar none. Like they, they just did a fantastic job putting that together. Only 12 people uh, just was very impressed with that one overall. I agree. I haven't finished it yet, but. I have enjoyed what I've played. My number four is the Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC, actually. That nice. felt like a very full game. And them repeating the DLC again, because I believe it was Forza Horizon 3 that had the Hot Wheels expansion. One of them did. I remember that. It was three or four, but... It was one of those, where could they take this? And they just... They said, we're going to go all the way. We're going to give you loops. We're going to give you corkscrews. We're going to give you speed boosts. We're going to make this thing feel like F-Zero without it actually feeling like F-Zero. So uh, you're driving these Hot Wheel cars. At first, I was down on the fact that they locked you into a class and you had to earn up through the classes to get to the faster cars. But it didn't last long. I, I probably unlocked it within an hour and a half, so they don't keep you on the slow cars for very long. It just felt different from what Forza Horizon had done previously, where it's pretty much whatever class you want to roll with, go ahead if you have a car for it. So that's how they did this one, but it it still works because you don't stay there for a long time, so you get to to go fast. You get to go fast for uh, most of the time. Let's say 75% of the game, you get to pick a fast car and enjoy the fast car. So, yeah, it's it's a solid, solid DLC. All right. 
I will go first for number three, and that was Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. So, Destiny 2 and myself have had a very rocky relationship, and we've broken up a few times, but (laughs) when I played The Witch Queen, it was easily, easily the best story-based expansion that they've put out Better than The Taken King. Better than Forsaken. To me, The Taken King was very good. Forsaken was also good. Not as good as Taken King. But The Witch Queen? It's like they finally figured out everything that they did up until now. And this was the most perfect version of what they've been trying to do in telling a story. While also providing some ways for people like myself to jump in and get gear feel good about getting that gear and being able to do stuff in the end game so they set you up for that so typically they just have a single difficulty this one they had a legendary difficulty which was hard and you get to earn maxed out they have three different tiers but maxed out tier two gear um is the way i'm going to explain it and so it was it was challenging, it was fun. Yeah, they they nailed it. So I'm really looking forward to Lightfall. Um Bungie's got a lot of stuff still to work out with the whole gameplay loop from beginning to end, but they're getting there. They are they are very close. So I'm hoping Lightfall is just going to be even better than that. All right, Noah, what was your 3? Mine is a small indie title um that i actually got to review um in the night witch um Hmm. it's a metro i i saw it you know on like an indie game upcoming you know trailer compilation video i was like oh that looks really great so it's essentially a metroidvania um like bullet hell style um but you fly around and it's there's different rooms that you'll go through but the story is great um and it, it takes turns that, you know, the voiding spoilers, but it takes turns you don't expect it to with morality and things of that nature. Um, then moving on to the gameplay, it just, it plays so smooth. Uh, you have different power-ups. Um, it's really sets it apart because you have, you know, your standard bullet hell mechanics, but they have a card building system that your magic attacks you'll use. So it kind of blends two genres really well together. Um, very fluid, very flawlessly. Uh, it's got a hand-drawn art style with almost like chibi-esque characters in it. Uh, and then it's got a great soundtrack. So it, for me, it hits all the all the checkboxes. Gameplay, solid. Story, solid. Music, art, all that visuals. It nails everyone. Uh, and so it's when I, I've been trying to tell people to go out and buy to to give it as much press as i can because uh, i i adored that game it's it's a very charming little indie title it sounds like you kind of just stumbled upon it so the fact that it made yeah, it yeah it, it was because um you know I was, I was like oh let's see what indie games are coming out you know in the back half of the year and then i saw this one and it just it's one of those that catches your eye because of its charm and visuals and i was like oh let's give it a shot and so i got to review it and i was like this plays way better than i expected it to 
So yeah, they they did a wonderful job. Nice, David. What's your number three? My number three is Stray. It's mm. just so good. The cat game. I I'm I say it all the time. Cat person at heart. Love my my little boy Obi Wan, a little blonde cat that we've got, and just everything about it. It was just had such a great, like Noah said, the world that they build, and the fact that they tell you a story without fully telling you a story, with, with letting you figure out some of what has gone on, and giving you those those different cues. Uh, it's it's just wonderful. And then the gameplay, once again, like Noah said. <laughs> you're moving around like a cat and it's just one of those moments where you sit there and you're like, how the crap has nobody done this this way before? Because you, you really feel like they took the time to take a cat and put it into a game rather than just, this is how I imagine the cat would do something. No, this is how the cat perceives and does everything. So it's I just really enjoyed my time with that game and the fact that literally had covid and enjoyed it as much as i did at the same time to me speaks for just how great it is <laughs> yeah, that yeah that matters all right david what is your number two number two has to go to the two uh, modern warfare two that is mm, oh gosh uh, because <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 uh, it almost has to go to it because of just how much I play it but I've just had it's great being back in the world of Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 feels so much more you know going coming to Modern Warfare 2 compared to coming to Modern Warfare 2 in 2009 it's a very different thing because Modern Warfare 2 is an ecosystem at this point rather than just a game in and of itself because not only do you have a great campaign which once again Alejandro Vargas best performance let's get go ahead and get that name out there uh Elaine Mesa does a phenomenal job with him campaign is great the spec ops is a lot of fun to play the multiplayer yes has its issues but I'm having a ton of fun with it and that's before you even get into the other parts of modern warfare in Warzone and DMZ, which Warzone having a lot of fun figuring out how the meta works, how everything is going. And then DMZ is just tons of, it's just, it's funny that DMZ feels like a less stressful experience, even though you would think it should be a lot more stressful since it's a whole extraction base, you lose everything if you die kind of a thing but they've still managed to make it they've managed to take the tarkov idea and be able to push it and say hey this is good for casual players and then on top of that we just got the first raid in a call of duty game uh, which it came I out need to play it came out uh the fort yesterday actually oh, uh, that was that was the trailer we got at the game awards so i missed that yeah i missed that trailer but yeah oh. i'm super duper excited to get to mess uh, around with that and we'll probably do a write-up on gaming turn but like yeah i need to be a part of that it, <laughs> if there is a like if if we're stuck with a game for two years so to speak 
like the one thing with Call of Duty that's always been kind of that thing is, okay, if I get tired of it, there's a new one next year. Or if this doesn't work, there's a new one next year. As far as we know, there is not a new one next year in sense of moving on from this particular game. At least from the I way thought, all the rumors are that the at least from where all the rumors are going is that I thought they whatever comes next would be a, well the rumors are that it's still going to be an extension of what we have now. Oh, okay, like, gotcha. Uh, it may still be a full priced extension, but it's an extension of what we have right now. So, okay, game may not play much if at all different. But if we are stuck with this game for two years, as is being rumored. What a game to be stuck with. It's a lot of fun. People can have their issues with it. And the Call of Duty community, I honestly feel like most of them will complain no matter what. (laughs) But in the end, I appreciate the vision that Infinity Ward has for this game and that they built their game. So just to uh, pause on that note, I just got a notification and this is how you know that the man be listening. I got a notification for uh, six minutes of Crime Boss gameplay. Just randomly. <laughs> that just popped up on my notifications from YouTube. So oh, that's great. <laughs> maybe it's coincidence. I thought this maybe notification was going to be that his uh, Best Buy purchase went through. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be. I don't know how I missed six minutes of gameplay. I'm going to have to go watch that at some point. Yeah. All right, what was your number two, Noah? My number two was Horizon Forbidden West. Ooh. I, yeah. I, I think it's a crime that that got nothing at the Game Awards. Um, it deserved something. Um, I, I akin Horizon Forbidden West to Mass Effect 2. I think it made how Mass Effect 1 just took... There, there were some things, you know technically and uh, story-wise with Mass Effect 1 that they could use some touch-up and some polishing, and then Mass Effect 2, they just explored and expanded um, in that sequel. I I think Horizon Forbidden West did the same. The characters that are in the world that you interact with, the big characters, they get explored more. They're more vital to the story than they felt in the first one. The first one was kind of Aloy doing her own thing and stuff and in this one she learns that hey i can't just be aloy doing my own thing i need other characters so they get fleshed out more the gameplay just top notch the the new environments the work the traversal it's such a well done game Um, i i couldn't find any issues with it. it it surprised you at every turn it gave you more lore uh that that was really, really well done. So that's that's about all I could just go play Horizon Forbidden West. That, that's all I gotta say. I like it. For a while, I was trying to deny this as high as it was getting, but I couldn't deny the way I felt about Marvel Snap. That's my number two. That game. Wow. It made it to number two. It was it was in my top ten for a little bit. And I was looking at my list. I was like, yeah, um, yeah, better than that, better than that, better than that. 
Yeah, I'm having more fun with it. Yeah, it sticks with me more than that. It just made it all the way up to number two. I cannot deny how much fun I've had playing Marvel Snap. I cannot deny that it's a smart game, even though matches only last three minutes. I cannot deny that the the way they do the cards, the way it looks, how you earn them, is good. And the Battle Pass is not as... Uh, uh, egregious, bad. yeah, egregious as as I thought it was. Um, I went through two battle passes. The first one I didn't get to finish because each season is only a month. The second time I was like, let me let me try to do it, and yeah, it's it's totally fine. It's a battle pass. It's it, it battle pass in the modern era where you're earning. There are cards you get from the battle pass, but they're all alternates, so you get. The the main card is the very first level. So as soon as you battle pass, as soon as you buy the battle pass, all you gotta do is like one thing, and you'll get the card. So after that, you're trying to get to level fifty to get the alternate version of that card if you want it. So that was my biggest hang up with it, and that it solved that. I was like, okay, level one, you get the card. So great. So yeah, it's it's. It's just one of the smartest mobile games I have ever seen because they all roll on this, you know, three to five minute gameplay loop that you got to have with with mobile players. And it gives you that and it still allows you to have a thoughtful, challenging game and maintains a strong competitive aspect to it. Super solid. Very good game. All right. Number one. Noah, let's get your number one first. Get it out of the way. That way I can get all the hate. Uh, My my number one, I I have to give it to Ragnarok. Um, Mm. I I can't. That game's perfect Um, in every sense. I, I couldn't find any any pain points, issues, or anything that I would have preferred done differently or improved upon. Uh, it's just the gameplay is flawless um even better than the first which i didn't really think could be i thought the first one was great but then they just improved they added a, you know a new weapon you know i won't say for spoilers um but story it's it's hard to think of it as a sequel is more of just the part two to a big story like the second act of a big long story i, I like to put God of War 2018 and together is one big story, just two different acts. Um, but it, it never stopped from the moment you started the game to when it ended. It didn't miss a beat. It just kept getting better and better and better. It didn't take its foot off the gas. Um, everything, all of like the side quests and, you know, going to the different realms, everything had a purpose and was meaningful. So it's it's just hard to hard not to just when you think of Ragnarok, I think perfect. Like I don't say that a lot with games. It's very hard for me to throw out perfect with a video game. Um but it's it's one of the best games I've ever played. It, it's that perfect. So yeah, that's that's why it, it's my number one and it should have won game of the year up there. I said it. So move on. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, just sit back and tell my number one because I don't know what David's number one is. So I, I kind of want to keep this. Genshin Impact. A, a, <laughs> League of Legends. Minecraft. Well, I, want, I, want, I want to keep the surprise for myself, too. Uh, if you've been listening, which if you're listening to this now, you would know from the last week, which I will upload, that uh, my number one is hands down Sifu. That I when I look for a game that is my number one game for a year, I am looking for something that does something different. I I need it to be a leader in its genre at the very least. And at the maximum, it's got to be something brand new and feeling different. And that's 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 Sifu. That game takes a decades old genre. Beat 'em ups have been around since Commodore sixty four. Like the the this genre has seen pretty much everything until Sifu comes along and combines the roguelite element to it and adds a brand new way to do a beat em up brawler it's challenging it requires timing and precision and the these things that i personally do like a lot of people were like oh it's really hard y'all ain't saying that about elden ring y'all enjoy that difficulty i get it it's a brawler beat em up it demands a certain difference from its players the way you have to uh get around that challenge but it's it's so well done you talk about game direction this is one of those games that i think has a fantastic game direction because they the the way they make you feel like a kung fu master as you are learning how to block attacks and dodge certain things it's a learning process. And so you go from pupil to master and it feels great. So by the time you're at the end of the game where you have your greatest challenge before you, you also feel like I have learned everything I need to know to fight the final guy and you're just duking it out. And it feels like one of those final fights in a Kung Fu movie. It's 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 fantastic the way they grow you through this process. The levels are great to move through the enemies are really cool the only the only complaint i would have is the some of the skills that are there you don't really need them but they are there to either make your life a little easier or you can make your life a little more challenging so it depends on you know how you look at that so i can totally understand if anybody had that complaint but in totality for me this it did something different and i Sifu, number one for me. So, David, you get the last one. What is your number one? So, Dramatic when pause. you start up Crossfire X for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That is quite literally the worst game that was, that was the worst I've game of the played year. this year. Uh, I, I think it, it was the, the worst, worst game, game I've year. ever played. <laughs> um. But part of why it may have gotten the lowest score I've ever gotten, given is because it came after the highest score I've ever given and the only 100 I've ever given out. Uh, and that was to Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West 
is an absolute achievement when it comes to, I mean, it is tough to make a game that already looked so good look even better. And then not only that, you're taking a game and you're making it look just as good on old gen hardware. That's probably what's even more impressive is that Horizon Forbidden West can look next gen on PlayStation 5, yet it still looks that good on PS4. Like it, it, your PS4 may be, you know, taking off impressive. into orbit at the same time, but it looks great. They took that, they expanded on everything that they did. I mean, the fact they had like 26 different robot dinosaurs in Horizon Zero Dawn, yet they managed to add a bunch of new creatures into this game and give them unique feels like that is very it is very hard to do good in enemy design. I know I've fought tons of enemies in games. I fought a ton of the same enemies in a lot of games, especially once you get to a certain point in an open world game, they start just chaining together and you're like I'm fighting the same goblin over and over and that you never get to that feeling in Horizon Forbidden West. You can put a bunch of time into it just traveling this world and there's almost always something new to encounter. They the story behind everything, it's really really cool to see the different twists and turns the way the story goes. Ashley Birch does a phenomenal job as Aloy. Love her character love everything that she does with it and the only thing i could probably say is it would be real nice if she just would say that things were going to my stash a little bit less that's probably about it for that but it it's just taking a game that was already a top tier game and just making it an even better game like noah made a really good comparison when he said you know they took mass effect which was a really great game already, and then did Mass Effect 2, which was an even better game. Uh, it, it's impressive to be able to do that, and it's not easy to be able to do that. And Gorilla did it, and they did it in a genre that they're not necessarily known for either. So I, I'm just, I, I was constantly impressed by Horizon. I really, I cannot wait to go back to it with this Burning Shores DLC, especially considering everything is being built for the ps5 so i i can't imagine it there has to be there has to be something super cool that the ps5 can do all right sifu for me god of war ragnarok for noah and horizon forbidden west cool we all had a different one yeah yeah so almost like different people have different opinions internet <laughs> yeah and just so Stop. the internet knows i was gonna put elden ring on my top five i was gonna put elden ring up but i did it out of spite it is not on there out of spite <laughs> not take no i i'll i mean i only played like a couple hours of it so i can't really speak to it but it wasn't in my top five anyway same um i only played a couple hours so i did i can't give it a proper chance that pentiment also i haven't gotten far enough in it to be able to put it in my list but um I do like that game. Uh, and like I said with Elden Ring, it's the Soulsborne game I've played the most. So that means something. <laughs> so don't take that lightly, Soulsborne fans. All right. I think we're done.
2022 <laughs> is in the bag. We are we are done. So, with that said, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We will see you in 2023 with tons of video games. Tons of video <laughs> Lots games. Lots to talk about. <laughs> tons of video games. Might as well take this moment to plug a project that I'm working on. Go ahead. Go right ahead. The project I have been working on, which is uh, cutting a lot of my game time, is actually uh, covering the games that are coming out week to week. So every week on a Saturday, you will know what's coming out that next week. It's called The Watch List. It will appear on YouTube every Saturday. Hopefully by 8 a.m. if nothing's going wrong with my computer. But you will know uh, what is coming out uh, that next week based on what you should waste your time with. This isn't a, it's not covering every game that's coming out. Um, I would actually like to do that, but I don't have the time right now. So I am giving you the stuff that you absolutely should waste your time with. So sometimes you will be surprised of what's not on the watch list. Sometimes you will be surprised of what is on the watch list. So my job is to help expose new things to you and let you know the things that uh, I think based on trailers, based on what I've read about the developers, based on history, based on a lot of different factors uh, to give you that info, how you should waste your time, or at least another way you should waste your time, because that's all video games is, is a waste of time, but it's such a fun waste of time, I love doing it, so, um, so that will be coming the first week of January, so look forward to that, with that said, I don't think there's uh, David. Do you have any? Oh, oh, oh! The uh, we have our game of the year stuff, gaming trends, game of the year, coming out very soon. All our stuff. Uh, we have put in our nominations for different things. So, David, what's the timeline for that coming out? So, keep your eyes out. Our game of the year awards. I like to launch them right after Christmas. So that that's generally the time of year because at that point we've all kind of had our fill, know what we like. Uh, that's generally when I like to hit that. And then following that up, keep an eye out for the gaming trend most anticipated of 2023. That hopefully will be launching on New Year's Day. So might as well start off the year with all the things we can't wait for. <laughs> Absolutely, already. And then you'll have the stuff I'll be putting out there that you probably haven't even heard of. There you go. All right. Appreciate you watching. Then it was watching this ain't you on YouTube. Appreciate you listening though. So we'll talk to you in 2023. Deuces. Bye. Bye.